Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi guys, hey. welcome to Martinis and Murder. We're happy to be back. John, say vagina. I would, but Matt's moving the microphone, so I just want to make sure we're oh. all set. That was Matt, what that was. Stop. In the I background. feel. Can we just set the scene here for a minute? Yes, we I should. feel like we're finally setting our stride with this whole podcast thing. Uh huh. We sound good. Matt's got his own microphone. You and I are far away. Yeah. I mean, we should probably tell them who else is in the room now. Well, we do have a new production. I don't want to say assistant, a production no. tech. Production. Megan has manager. joined the show. Yes. Manager is what manager is that what you would say? She's saying fucking sure. boss is what she is. <laughs> but yeah, we have upgraded our situation. You guys have who have listened to the show for since the beginning might She's be. She's handling hearing, us right now. Yeah, you might be hearing a little bit higher uh, production quality on this week's episode. Finally. Yeah, finally. Your garage band is not gonna crash on us Thank or anything. God, Let's yeah. hope not. Um, there's something that what? Oh, I was going to say one other thing we should mention at the top is Matt now has a microphone next to him, which is which a is little never bit. a good idea. Go ahead, Matt. Why don't we go ahead and test it? Testing. That's good. That's good <laughs> enough. That's good enough. You know, That's this good. was, I feel like this was in my talent contract where it was uh-huh. like two microphones in the room and it was right. just for us. Right. And then like, now there's a third. Now there's a third. That's weird. It feels, it's, I don't know. There's symbolism here in Matt getting a new I microphone. I really got to talk to my lawyers. Yeah, yeah, you should. Um, another thing about Matt, though, which I have to bring up. Yes. Can you fucking believe he's got, like, <laughs> look at it right now. Am, yeah. How many followers does he have? I think that last time I saw it was, like, 360 or something. He started this, like, 48 hours ago, and he's already blowing up. Yeah, we announced Matt th- Matt underscore the underscore bartender on last week's episode. And how many as, does he have? And as of just a few days later, are you ready for this? 365 That's, followers. If he has more followers than us, I'm quitting. There's so really far, no point. So far, he doesn't, but at this trajectory, he, he definitely really could. could. Yeah. By the way, this is also nice that Matt has a microphone near where he's mixing our drinks because you can hear it a little better now. So, Matt, anytime you want to make a sound effect, if go right he ahead. made our drinks, you'd hear the sound effect. There we go. Ooh. Thanks, Matt. Meanwhile, Megan's like, okay, all the yeah, noise she's is like, going crazy. Yeah, she's like, that's too much. My computer's blowing up. Uh, but follow Matt on Instagram or yes. don't. The, one of the things you I, know, yeah, don't do either that. Either is fine. One of the things we loved about uh, his Instagram is that he posted a martini recipe video on there. Which, which you guys, are gorgeous. Yeah, we've been posting those on Oxygen.com, but he posted it on Instagram. And I was so excited to see some fans come to my defense. Um, I wanted to call out a few fans in the comments. Jill says, quote, I underestimated the velocity of the orange peel aimed at J3. 
Thrasher until I watched this video. It all makes sense now. Hashtag Matt is behind you. Uh, Nicolo says, watch out for flying peels, Jay Thrasher. Hashtag watch out for Matt. Hashtag no peels in the eye. Okay. Okay, That's good. fair. That's good advice. Thank you, Nicolo. And lastly, Mags Bish says, you forgot the part where you chuck the fruit peels at Jay Thrasher. Totally so, true. Totally true. I also want to point out, did you know that I... Uh, confiscated the orange peel that day, and it's still at my desk. Is it rotting? It's a it's little been bit a rotten. While. It's okay. a little bit rotten. Yes. We'll John it... wants to raffle it. Yes, I'm gonna raffle it we'll off. We'll put it at like our Martinis and Murder <clears throat> Museum. Yes. Whenever we get that famous, we're gonna have a museum here. Yeah, that's our goal. Yeah, that's the goal. The number one thing about <laughs> this is to have a museum. But definitely follow Matt, by the way. Follow Matt, uh, the bartender. And speaking of him being a bartender, yeah. Matt, what are we drinking today? Because I actually have no idea, and I'm quite. Parched. Yeah, none of us know what we're drinking. This is like the first time. We are having blowjobs today. <laughs> That'll be fun for you two. Where right. does that get me? Yeah, nothing. Really. John, do you still you... want to say vagina? No, I don't. Okay, he I doesn't. I will not be saying that. That gets you uh, some Bailey's Irish cream. Okay. What? Some amaretto. Yum. Not and some whipped cream. Mmm. I saw whipped cream over there. I thought Matt was going to put on a whipped cream bikini, but then I think he got a little shy. For the Instagram account? Yeah. yeah. No, or just like personal collection of ours. But like, yeah, also right. for Instagram. By the way, I don't know if Matt even knows this. My favorite alcoholic drink is Bailey's. He loves Bailey's. So, you know, I know Matt keeps Bailey's in his little, like, you liquor. You sweet things. Yes, and he, I know he keeps the Bailey's in his little liquor cabinet in his office. So, you know, on days he might be not in the office and we have to make a concoctatini, we need to be using Bailey's. Exactly. Well, this one's going to be good. It's got whipped cream. I'm excited for our dessert. And it's, I think, a good way to kick off the part two of the yeah. Joey Arias uh, murders and trial and everything. We're going to really dive into what kind of happened. Last week, we showed you what happened during the case, or at least told you what happened during the case. And then this week, we're going to get into a little bit more of the murder, the evidence against her, what happened in trial, and, and kind of take it up to present day because people still talk. I mean, again, like we said, people still... Tell yeah. us to cover this murder all the time. And so even since we posted last week's episode, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get right into yeah, it. Kick us it, off. Is it super interesting? So on January second, <laughs> two thousand thirteen, Jody Arias entered a courtroom in Arizona to stand trial for the murder of Travis Alexander. Travis had been stabbed twenty seven times. His his throat was slit from ear to ear, mm -hmm. which always makes me think of um the Dark Knight, the Joker, when he does that. It, yeah, and I don't mean disturbing. to be, it's like so bothersome no, to I know. me. Well, that's like the first time, like, on, uh, on in a movie, you kind of saw something so gruesome. And like why that. it happened. Yeah, You're like, yeah. Uh, uh. Right. Um, so, throat slit from ear to ear uh, and was shot once in the head at close range. It had taken five days for anyone to find Travis's bloated body in the shower of his home. With the extensive blood spatter, the results were a horrific. Crime scene. And Again, by the way, 27 times he was stabbed. Yeah, and a lot of these details at the top we actually went over last week, but we just want to like catch you guys up, make sure you know Set what happened. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So when police asked Travis's friends who could have done this, they immediately mentioned Jody, Travis's ex girlfriend, as we had sort of pointed out. You know, Travis had said, you know, if anything sort of happens, look She's to Jody. The one. Yeah. Travis and Jody had a very intense and sexual relationship, if you remember. Jody believed she had a future with Travis and told friends she was going to marry him. Mm -hmm. A journalist actually told Snap, Travis was that guy that was going to change everything and give her the white picket fence and the travel and the money and the kids. But Travis didn't see that future and broke up with her in 2007, less than a year after they got together. According to friends and family, she became a stage five clinger known as a stalker. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um... 
So let's talk about the trial. Yes. So before the trial even began, the case was a massive media sensation uh, due to Jody's good looks, which, you know, we kind of talked about the looks last yeah, week. Totally. Debatable. Remember, she wanted to put on makeup, you know, right. before any of the cameras came. She was very concerned about her appearance. Yeah. Can we go around the room and rate her? No, we did that That's last very week. Inappropriate. It's very no, inappropriate. you didn't rate her, John. I didn't. I did not. Um, <laughs> you didn't rate her and you Do, didn't say vagina. You were really I, losing. You're starting to become mad. I am not a prude. I just want to make sure that's out there on mm-hmm. the show. Uh-huh. Anyway, due to her good looks and the unusual gore of the crime scene, news outlets from all over the country converged on the trial. Jody had already started playing to the cameras by holding press conferences and asking to do her makeup before uh, being booked. We had kind right. of touched on that last week. Um, she also asked for a comb after her interrogation before her mugshot was taken. It's always interesting, by the way, that she was holding her own press conference. I thought this Doesn't too. Doesn't that strike you as... And was like running to the cameras. Doesn't that strike you cameras. as just a little unhinged so. in a way? Like, you wouldn't think that you would want to be in a spotlight for something like this. Most right. people, I would think, wanted to shy away, whether guilty or not, yeah, right. wouldn't want that. And now everyone's <laughs> sort of being, you know, calling her a stalker and everyone's accusing her. Yeah. I would think she wouldn't want to be a part of it. Definitely, but also about this stuff about her primping and stuff. I know that sounds right. weird, but to me, I'm like, look, if I have the option of making myself look a little bit more presentable on a uh, in a photo that is going to be widely circulated, wouldn't you maybe just want to ask? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, America's Next Top Murderer is coming out, you know, exactly. season, season two uh, next year, that, and you want to look good. Is that a new show? Copyright, no one steal our um, idea. Oxygen, create that show. <laughs> um... Anyway, the case was a prosecutor's dream because there was piles. There were piles of evidence. Right. Um, the most tantalizing evidence came from a digital camera. We talked about that on last week's that episode. That was found in the laundry machine. Exactly. That someone had tried to erase the photographs from. The last deleted photos, timestamped of the afternoon of June fourth, had been shot in the shower where Travis was later found dead. The prosecutor, in his opening argument, said, "Quote: You see Mr. Alexander's head. You see his arm. You see him bleeding profusely. Oh. The photos depict the moments of the." Uh, the moment the crime was committed, but they don't show who was committing the crime. However, other images taken just four hours earlier depicted Travis and Jody in bed together, making, uh, you know, graphic, graphic sexual photographs. Um, Matt's coming over here with our drink, finally. And I also warm up every uh, episode with a little bit of coffee, so this is just right in my wheelhouse. Do you think that... <clears throat> okay, so this the is, Baileys, this is 10 years ago, yeah. 2007-ish. Do you think that... People, because Twitter and Facebook and all these things were Mm kind of like just about to hit. Yeah. Do you think, well, Facebook had sort of already done it, but do you think that people just weren't aware of the damaging evidence that a naked sexual photograph could do? I mean, now I feel Mm -hmm. like everyone, whether or not they do, it's sort of no not to take naked pics, at least with their face in them. Like there's sort of precautions, you know, child pornography being scared, you know, shared. That's a huge thing. Do you think that the knowledge just wasn't that great? Definitely. And keep in mind, this is right around. Put that whipped cream on that mat. That looks unbelievable. That looks amazing. (laughs) That looks Um, like a thousand calories of happiness to me. Oh, it's a lot of calories. It's a little Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, To answer your question, this was right around the time that a lot of the celebrity sex tapes were kind of hitting. Right. Exactly. Kim K. Exactly. Paris. Paris. And I just don't know if it was looked at as like something kind of sexy and kinky to do. No, yeah. Or was it really more frowned upon like it is now and people didn't understand the repercussions? So that's kind of my. Thank you, Matt. I actually got my. my 
cup that has my Thank name you. on it this time, which we haven't had. Okay, this, this is... This is your first cheers, bitch. This is to Are you Megan, ready for this? Our, this is to Megan. Our tech... Cheers, Cheers bitches. bitches. Ooh, this Ooh, looks really good. Matt, oh my God, I'm going to have a whipped cream mustache. <laughs> mm. Like, like. Do you have it on my nose? On your lips, yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Really good. There's a splash of cherry. Really good. Am I tasting cherry? Amaretto. Amaretto. Oh, sorry, I forgot that. Almondish. I just got so excited about the Baileys. Almond or cherry? It's almond, but I think. It has got, it's got hints. Yeah. We're like Sorry, fucking I keep top chef this over microphone here. And it's really annoying. So mm. feel free to. I got to be honest, that whipped cream really makes it. And I'm not a big whipped cream fan, but. Same with me. I, I have the exact same thought. So anyway, to answer your question. Anyway, it just seems yes. like a different time. Like, I think it's a very good point It to felt make. a little bit more free to do that back then. Right. And now it's like, oh my God, I would never take a picture like that. But doesn't it also feel like we're also swinging in a, almost like another direction too, where it's like. I don't know. I feel like I see everyone's butt on Instagram these oh, days. So it's like... so sexualized. <laughs> like the new wave of or it's just pornography more... is just someone's Instagram now. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's keep going about the trial. There was yes. a, a bloody palm print outside the bathroom door that was a match with Jody. <laughs> I think that's pretty uh, much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was DNA evidence from blood and hair at the scene that belonged to Jody as well. Which, as we said before, your DNA, even though you've never been in my apartment, could be there just right. because we hang out. You carry it everywhere. <clears throat> so, you know, keep everything sort of with a grain of salt as we move forward. But, I mean, a bloody palm print. It's also there because um, after you fall asleep, I come into your apartment and watch you sleep. And you take my hair. And I take your hair. Yeah. yeah. And you wear it in the locket around your Neck. That I have right now. Hey, okay, cool. I think Megan just looked to see if I had a locket on. Yeah. She did. Yeah. He does. <laughs> um, okay, so here's like here's a little bit of the evidence against Jody along that matches sort of what we've been saying. Prosecutors started their case with a police report from what appeared to be an unrelated case. An author actually told Snap Jody had been staying with her grandparents in Northern California, and they reported a burglary at the house. The robbery had <clears throat> taken place one week before Travis's murder, and the thief had taken a uh, twenty. Caliber pistol, the same caliber weapon used to murder Travis. And I actually didn't know this. And Me I had neither. followed the Jody stuff pretty pretty closely. We even had a snapped episode about Jody, I think, a couple seasons ago. So yeah. I didn't even know about like the gun and all this stuff. So and, interesting. And I'm not really versed in gun culture, so I don't know how common a 25 caliber pistol is. Yeah. Um, so the fact that, you know, the thief claimed to take it, prosecutors argued that Jody had staged a whole burglary in order to get that pistol. I don't know how sound that is, yeah. considering how many people have those. Yeah. So, okay, but it matched. According to prosecutors, Jody had arranged a cover story, which is a road trip that she actually mentioned to police. She stated that she was driving out to Utah to meet up with another man, and she had rented a car. An author said, the rental agent said, I got a nice red car for you. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want a red car. <laughs> that will attract tickets. It's like a magnet for cops. Give me something a little more unassuming. I don't know if you knew that, but that is true. Red yeah. cars attract way more tickets than yeah. any other color. Fair. Uh, not in my Volvo, but for anyone else. <laughs> Next, she borrowed gas cans and purchased a gas can from a local Walmart that would allow her to have enough gas to get in and out of Arizona and never have to stop and make any purchases. Mm -hmm. That's kind of smart. I was just going to say that. That's like... I didn't want to give her any credit, but... No, but that, of, that is smart. I mean, that's cunning. If you're trying to, like, you know, cover your tracks, at least. You're definitely thinking about it, yeah. and you're mathematically figuring out and calculating <laughs> shit. Uh, there would be no record she ever went to Arizona with this. So prosecutors didn't know if Travis expected her or not, but from the sexual evidence on the camera, they clearly had a good time. I want to mention one quick thing about... Sure. 
this line is um, in our agenda. This line originally said sexual evidence on camera. They clearly were boning. And I believe that was Matt's note whenever we were writing. I don't I don't know for sure, but I just want to make sure. Matt, what is this? Taxi cab confessions? <laughs> we're talking about murders here. Yeah. So I mean, just a, just he's a not going to take it seriously. Just a fun behind the scenes note. Is he right? Thank you for something? changing the boned to something else. <laughs> yeah. uh, but prosecutors said the romantic reunion was all a ruse and that Jody had traveled there to actually kill Travis. Prosecutors believe Jody waited until Travis was at his most vulnerable state, naked in the shower, to commit the crime. After committing the crime, Jody continued on her way to Salt Lake City to see the other man and complete her alibi. Prosecutors called the other man Ryan Burns to the stand. Let me pause here because clearly yeah. she's thought about this, right? Like, just from what we know right now, mm-hmm. the gas tank, enough to not make it seem like she had to stop in Arizona. There would be no witness, there would be no evidence that she stopped there. Yet they took pictures on a digital camera. That's like, that seems calculated and sloppy at the same time. That's a, Do you yeah. not get that impression? Take a drink because, Darren, that's a good point, which is what I say a lot on the show, Megan, mm-hmm. who's listening in as we I record. make great points. You do make good points. I also have a little bit of an issue here because the prosecutors, you know, are trying to say that Jody waited until he was in his most vulnerable state. But it's like they were clearly hooking up. Like, I don't know that it was something like premeditated. Like she ambushed him in the shower. They were taking photos. Right. He wasn't crying because his dog died. Like he was in a shower. This is like a normal thing. thing for the two of them. Yeah. So prosecutors called the other man, Ryan Burns, as we said, and they called him to the stand. He testified that they had met at a sales conference like Jody had met Travis. Yeah. Ryan Burns testified saying, quote, I called Jody for the first time and we talked for about an hour and then she called me the next night and it seemed like about 11 p.m. five, six days a week every night. You know, she'd end up calling me or I'd call her and quote, that's a lot. (laughs) That's a a relationship. Yeah. After a few weeks of these calls, Jody suddenly suggested she come see him. Ryan also testified saying, I just thought it was cool. Hey, this girl's going to come all the way from California to come visit for a day. It'd be a great chance to get her nowhere a little better. Okay, I mean, I'd be stoked. Yeah, everything seems, I guess, for the most part, normal. A normal relationship kind of blossoming. Yeah. Uh, According to Ryan's (laughs) testimony, Jody had been her normal bubbly self when she arrived in Salt Lake on June 5th, hours after allegedly killing Travis. When asked if there was anything out of the ordinary, Ryan said, "Uh, she had two small bandages, it seems like, one one of her fingers, uh, a couple of her fingers. Mm. Prosecutors argued those cuts were from the knife she had used to attack Travis. Ryan also said, at some point, I mean, we were talking and we kissed... Every time uh, we started kissing, it got a little bit more escalated. Mm -hmm. So hours after she had allegedly slit Travis's neck from ear to ear, Jody was having sexual activity with Ryan. Yeah. This might have been the the line that was boning. 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 Yeah, that's what it was. Um, Can we change it to sexual activity and you're not a prude? Okay, John. No, 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 no. I just, when I was reading. Well, they were were making love. Some of us work all day and like to create at least somewhat of a professional environment This is when you get upset. Okay, I like this. Mm -hmm. This is when you get upset. Oh, my God. I hate you guys. Matt, don't say anything. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, let's talk about how uh, Jody took the stand. So, on February 4th, 2013, Jody went to take the stand in her defense. Um, a journalist said that she had a very captive audience with the media, really giving attention to the story. 48 hours, inside edition, local newspapers. I mean, that's that's attention. Those definitely. are highly reputable so- oh, like, places. So. Um, Jody couldn't give enough interviews, and for the past several years, her face had been plastered on every website and nightly news program. This isn't one of our older cases. You know, we do cases from the 70s and 80s before we were born. Right. Uh, this was pretty recent, so I remember seeing her face everywhere when this was going on. This does bother me, though. And we have sort of mentioned this. A few of our fans have sort of mentioned this about 
you know, honoring victims as opposed to the murderer. You know, right. you look at like the Las Vegas shooter. I know what that guy looks like th- his in and name, out. His name, his background. But I don't fucking know any of the victims. Yeah. And they never blast those people yeah. on the team. You know, if they don't want to, that's a whole other thing. I'm just sure. saying we're sort of glorifying this person who's well, a murderer and everyone knows what she's looked like. She's fa- infamous, really. Mm-hmm. It seems wrong. It seems sick. No, I agree with you. Not, And I'm not... This is not devil's advocate type of stuff either, but I think that a lot of people search for answers. Like, yeah. why is this person doing it? So we end up profiling these killers and to try to make sense of what seems like complete or, nonsense. Or show signs if someone else can catch it. You know, right. like, oh, they were acting erratic exactly. or fair. Or the signs, exactly, the patterns and all those things. Um, in interview after interview, Jody hadn't simply proclaimed her innocence. She told the TV networks, quote, no jury will ever convict me, mark my word. That is... That is it's that a, is ballsy. It's an because she's hot. Because she's hot. Well, that, maybe that could though. Be maybe she felt like this weird, sick confidence. I mean, yeah, it's 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 weird. A lot of these killers we've talked about over the year, over these episodes, are so and sure are so sure and egomaniacs. So this kind of makes sense. After three weeks of damning evidence from the prosecution, it was up to Jody to defend herself. Jody offered an entirely new account of what happened. Um, claiming that Travis had attacked her and she had to defend herself. The simple answer is that he attacked me and I defended myself, is what she says. A legal analyst said she had an answer for everything. She's a very bright woman. There's no question about that. Jody described Travis as someone who is only really interested in sex. She said, quote, I felt a little bit, I hate to put it this way, but I felt a little bit like, uh, a little bit used like a prostitute, sort of. Now, th- Keep that in mind because we're going to go into a whole discussion about that a little bit later. We had a discussion amongst ourselves here about this, but keep in mind the image that she's portraying to everyone. Right. She went into detail about how Travis had used Mormon church rules prohibiting premarital sex to get what he wanted, saying... Quote, my understanding was that it meant that vaginal sex was off limits and everything else was more or less okay. Thank you for saying vagina. You're welcome. Typically, Siri would be doing this, which, by the way, a lot of you love that Siri was reading through the things that I didn't want to I say died. on this show. Um, and I almost had Siri read it, but you know what? I'm just reporting the facts here. You can say vaginal. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Jody alleged that at Starbucks, when Travis had introduced her to the Book of Mormon, minutes later, she was giving him oral sex in his car. I'm pretty sure that's what the Book of Mormon says. That's is that what it says? I think says? that's like page one introduction too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's the instru- That's what I've seen. <laughs> oh God, that's not the Mormon, the Book of Mormon, no, no, by no. the way. Um, she said that Travis had suggested the sex acts and she performed them begrudgingly. She said, "Quote: I didn't want him to feel rejected, and I didn't want him to get his feelings hurt." Oh, okay. Though that's nice of you to really be thinking of him in that way. Although that <clears throat> is a common statement among actual victims mm-hmm. here. I mean, obviously, I think we all know that Jody is not this. She ends up killing him. But, mm-hmm. you know, certainly with everything that's been coming out In nowadays, news, that's yeah. a very that is a understandable, common thing. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard that before, for sure. She went on to describe a sexual gift Travis had given her on Valentine's Day. And here's a snippet of Jody on the stand. Do you want me to be Jody? You please have to be Jody okay, for this one. You got so, it. And this is the defense attorney. So I'll play defense attorney. You play Jody. I'm Arius. Okay. Okay. Um, chocolates, a t-shirt, shorts. Um, was there anything else in this package? Yes. There was one other um, thing beneath the shorts. <laughs> What was that? Um, they were they were boys' underwear. He wanted me to wear the boys' underwear and have anal sex. Did you believe him to have an interest in young boys? 
Objection hearsay, the prosecutor says. The judge is overruled. And then Jody says. Yes. So that's an interesting thing because they're kind of coloring him as now not only this you know, this no, it's like predator, right? but also interested in young boys, which is a problem. Uh, it's they're, they're conflating the whole Mormon idea of it and turning Travis right. into someone that, yeah, even if then, he was that, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not, but even if he was, this is yeah. sort of irrelevant. Well, she then testifies if she didn't go along with his fantasies that he would become violent. So that also it's plays convenient. into all of this. Right. In supporting evidence, the defense presented texts and instant messages that showed Travis's alleged abuse. Here's another snippet of Jody on the stand, but first we have to mention that Jody's attorney is referencing a text that Travis sent her, which reads, You'll rejoice in being a whore, have animalistic sex with me, and pleasing me in any way I desire. So that's kind of what the text is. And um, so we should read this. I guess uh, I'll be the attorney and you um, can be Jody again. Okay. You're Darren Arias here Darren tonight. Darren Arias. Uh, so this is Jody's attorney. Um, he also says, you'll rejoice in being a whore. That sole purpose in life is to be mine, to have animal sex with, and to please me in any way I desire. Was it your ultimate goal in life to be Mr. Alexander's whore? No. Based on what you said before, you were interested in the fond and affectionate feelings you got from him being happy, right? Certainly. Not being his whore. Well, I mean, that wasn't like how I would have put it, but that's... That's how he put it, right? Well, I mean, sometimes. End scene. Yeah, good job, John. By the way, I love the way you kind of inflected throughout that. I was really channeling my inner Arius. <laughs> inner Arius. <clears throat> Oh, God. Let's not even go there. Jody claimed that during her road trip, Travis had reached out to her and become jealous that she was going to see another man and had begged her to come see him. After having sex for some time and photographing it, Jody claimed that they had moved to the shower hours later to do another photo shoot in the water. Um, what is this, Sports Illustrated? I know. What what's is going, going on? on? This was like back in the day, really. So it wasn't like we all had camera phones to be like under the water. People probably still had flip phones back then, Yeah, people. totally. Yeah, the, the iPhone and had just come out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, according to Jody, she had accidentally dropped his prize new camera, and Travis had launched into a rage. I mean, if you're going to drop my camera, I'm going to be kind of pissed. I'm going to be too. pissed. Um, she claimed she was so terrified of him uh, that she ran straight into the closet where he kept a gun. Jody testified, quote, I pointed it at him with both of my hands. I thought that would stop him. If someone were pointing a gun at me, I would stop. It went off. I didn't mean to shoot him or anything. So here she's kind of basically confessing I'm the one that shot him. Right. Right. Now, Whether that doesn't explain the 27 stab wounds, right. but okay. And according to Jody, that's the last thing she remembered. Quote, I don't know if I blacked out or what, she said. There's a huge gap. And there, the the most clear memory that I have after that point is driving in the desert. Jody's defense stated that Jody's memory loss was a classic sign of post traumatic stress disorder brought on by Travis's attack. Now, obviously, <clears throat> from what we know right now, if that were the case, self defense. You're worried for sure. your life, whatever. Right. Um, but here's where the cross examination I think is important, and it comes in. When cross examination began, Jody had already been on the witness stand for a full. Two weeks, which is exhausting to lot. be on a witness stand. That's a lot. With the ca with the case broadcast live on TV, the media was focused on every twist and turn. A legal analyst said the amount of sex, the graphic nature of the sex, that really brought viewers into it on the national networks. I mean, 
sex cells. Yeah. Sex, sex fucking cells. And this is. Especially when it kind of was going on while the murder apparently happened. And it's salacious with religion. It's just, there's a lot going on here. The continued allegations from Jody against Travis were slowly picking away at what seemed to be an open and shut murder case. A journalist said that there was a possibility that jurors might have had some sympathy for her, might have seen her as a victim, which I get because the way you're presenting it. Well, Seems like you could just be the victim that you're in self-defense, you know, that he was coming after you, he was abusive, he was forcing this. And again, the imagery of Jodi Arias, by the way, in the courtroom is she's this tiny little frail, frail woman right. who was a victim and she should not be looked at this way. Matt's giving me a look. Oh, I thought I, you were adding something. No, I was just um, having another blowjob. <laughs> okay, <laughs> enjoy yourself. I only had half of a blowjob, which is not satisfying at all. So. Are these really called blowjobs? Yes. Yeah, they are, actually. Yeah. I did not know that. I'm not even a drinker, and I knew that. We're going to get to that in a moment. <laughs> Prosecutors began the cross-examination by casting doubt that Jody uh. was trapped in an abusive relationship. As proof, prosecutors presented a new piece of evidence, a phone sex tape that Jody had actually recorded. The tape showed not an abused girlfriend, but a willing participant. It, participant. it included all of the explicit and vulgar language you would expect from two people having phone sex. It was actually so vulgar. Yeah. Uh, we tried to get Siri to say it, and she was like, uh-uh, I, I ain't saying that. I put no, it in I'm my, a good girl. I put it in my phone, and she was like, no, thank you, John. Well, and I was like, fine. We ha- This was actually played in court, and I want to preface this with... Everything that we're about to say was actually played in court for people to listen to. Yeah. And we're sort of presenting this as the side of the case where maybe Jody isn't as innocent and frail and sweet as she claims. Right. Now, Matt has agreed <clears throat> to read the part of Travis Alexander. Yeah. I will continue to be my Jody Arias self. And I will be sipping on my drink because I don't want any part of these phone sex conversations. But, you know, just a reminder, this uh-huh. is a real thing. We're not trying to make fun of it. We're literally reading word for word yeah. what was already played in the courtroom. Matt, take it yes. away as Travis. Although I have to say, we did edit out the blowjob part, which we is did. why we're drinking blowjobs. I only <laughs> took a few fine. snippets that's that fine. I thought were appropriate. Yes, okay. okay. So, Matt, or so Matt's playing Travis, you're playing I'm Jody. Jody. Yeah, this, is, this is kind of hard to do. I jack off every day, sometimes two, three times a day. You cannot say I don't work that booty. <laughs> you do know how to work the booty. I'm going to tie you to a tree and put it in your ass, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because these are you real are things. Dirty. Those are real things. Is it because it's Matt saying yes. it to me? You are dirty, fuck baby. Now that threw me off, Aaron. Sorry. You are dirty, fuck baby. I just want to have a fuckathon with you. I like that term. It's a marathon. I'm going to tie you to a tree and put it in your Mormon hole. Oh my gosh, that's so debasing. I like it. End scene. End scene. Thank you, Matt. Uh, next, the prosecutors reminded the jury that Jody had first denied being there, then changed her story and said the masked men broke in and killed Travis. Oh, Bitch, get your story the, right. Was, were the masked men, like, mad at Caroline's with a ski mask I running mean, around? Yeah, exactly. Do they wear a reindeer head? Yeah, reindeer heads. Do they have an Instagram following? <laughs> Do they have 360 followers? <laughs> yeah. They were searching for Mormon holes. They were- <laughs> We might need to turn Matt's mic off. Yeah, at this I think point. that's that's the, that's the it might be here. time. It might the be defense time. brought in two expert witnesses that both testified that Jody showed clear signs of being a battered woman that was suffering from PTSD. Both witnesses claimed that Jody had some mental issues that were a direct result of the abuse brought on to her by Travis. So that's the that's her defense. That's her story. Apparently, it has changed a few times. It's this never is a typical. good idea to change your story. I think that's like the number one right. red flag in For a sure. trial to me. Just 
changing that. Mm -hmm. Well, in closing arguments, the prosecutor said the defendant Jody Ann Arias killed Travis Alexander. And even after stabbing him over and over again, and even after slashing his throat from ear to ear, and then even after taking a gun and shooting him in the face, she will not let him rest in peace. But now, instead of a gun, instead of a knife, she uses lies. The prosecutor also noted that Jody had courted the media and said, quote, it comes down to whether or not you believe her. The other evidence, all of the other evidence that's out there contradicts her. So you have to go against all of the evidence that's out there. Turn your back on all of that and say, I believe her. The defense's closing arguments mostly centered on whether or not Jody had committed a premeditated murder. If she had planned to kill Travis, why wait so long? Why not just kill him in his sleep or when she opened the door? Some jurors were not totally convinced of the circumstances. Which, you know, those are all valid questions to kind of bring up. I, I think you have to question everything, everything here. And yep. you really do have to listen to what she's saying. You know, it's not just an open and shut case. Totally, yeah. So here's the verdict. On May 8th, uh, 2013, in downtown Phoenix, Jody awaited the jury's verdict. As it turned out, the jury was debating the premeditation, and everyone was nervous that it was going to be a hung jury. Yeah. The jury, the judge gave the jury a way out. If they couldn't decide on a premeditation, but they agree that it wasn't self-defense, they could convict Jody of second-degree murder, which carries a 10 to 22-year sentence. Yeah. Still a hefty sentence. That is a lot, yeah. A first-degree murder conviction would mean that Jody faced death penalty or life in prison. Finally, the jury's decision was announced. First degree murder. Yeah, first degree. A jury told a juror told Snapped she had the idea that she went in that she was going to kill Travis. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. Jody seemed truly shocked by the result and wept heavily. And this is one of the things I do remember from when this was going on. I remember the verdict and seeing her reaction and like crying, you know, overly crying. And I I remember thinking, are you really that? surprised by this well again she didn't think anyone was going to convict her you know she's she's crazy she's you know she believes in her story so much that a she's changed it a million times yeah yeah yeah. so i get it yeah within 20 minutes she was already in front of tv cameras doing an interview (laughs) with fox news jody said i said years ago that i'd rather get death than life and that still is true today i believe death is the ultimate freedom so i'd rather just have my freedom soon as soon as i can get it and again, sorry, not dark. To keep, no, it is dark. And it may, I remember this so vividly because I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is the first time I've ever heard someone say they would prefer death over life. And it just had me thinking, like, imagine being in a position where you would prefer to die than live. And I, it, it didn't haunt me, per se, but it definitely kept me thinking about these types of death verdicts. is freedom. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Um. By the time her sentencing came around, she had a change of heart and begged a jury of her life. Again, uh-huh. who are you? Yeah. Stop changing your damn mind. <laughs> Jody said, as I stand here now, I can in good conscience ask you to sentence me to death. In prison, there are programs I can start and people I can help other victims of domestic violence. Some people may not believe that I'm a survivor of domestic violence. They're entitled to their opinion. Even though there was never any evidence that she was a victim of abuse, she continued to present herself as a domestic abuse survivor and went on saying she wanted to raise money for domestic violence awareness. Not that it's necessarily conclusive of being a victim, Mm -hmm. but outside of her hands, do we know of any bruises or anything she had on her body? Not that emotional abuse is not domestic violence. No, yeah. But do we know of anything that she had? Not that I know of. Not that we've been able to research or what I've heard of. I'm just trying to rack my brain to remember any of the other details. I'm sure maybe some of you guys listening might have thoughts and you're like screaming at your iPod. Yeah, and that we're dumb. We could be dumb. Like, I I just don't know. Yeah. She pulled out her shirts that said, quote, survivor on them. That's a bit much, right? Like, what are you selling? Like, you're selling this now. Well, not only that, but it's like, um, 
what about the guy you killed? You know what I mean? Like, right. are you really trying to demonize him? Do you re- do you recognize he has a family that is suffering? Again, they're like here? not even letting him rest in peace. Right. Um, so she pulls out these shirts that say "Survivor" on them, and she wanted to sell online, saying hundred percent of the proceeds go to super support nonprofit organizations, which also assist other victims of domestic violence. <clears throat> I'm supporting this cause because it's very, very important to oh. me. Sounds like he was more of a. De- a victim of domestic violence. I would say that, yeah. The same juror said, it just absolutely drove me crazy. <laughs> I could have very easily gone over the edge at that point. And when I say the edge, climbed <laughs> over the edge of the juror box into the courtroom. I was just livid. The jurors fought each other for two days uh, in the sentencing. There were eight jurors in favor of death and four in favor of life. And the judge was forced to declare a mistrial. Because, again, you have to come to a consensus. So it's not just like, you know. uh, A majority thinks you should die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank God for that. Yeah, no, definitely. A legal analyst explained that in Arizona, if the jury can't come to a unanimous verdict as to life or death, there is an option to retry the penalty phase only. So in the retrial, a convicted Jody continued to live in the spotlight as much as possible while awaiting her retrial, which took place from October 2014 to March of 2015. I mean, so this is basically present A couple day. years ago. Yeah. yeah, I remember this. The jury again deadlocked, voting 11 to 1 for the death penalty. So some people are changing their minds. Yeah, definitely. Moments uh, after another mistrial was declared, Juror 17, the sole uh, defender of Jody's life, had their personal information leaked oh. to the public on social media. How does that even happen? Because they don't want to sentence someone to death yeah. like you deserve that. I always think about this like with, uh, you know, I think of Trayvon Martin and a lot of these cases where even the O.J. Simpson case, like all the different kind of unbelievable verdicts. I am so surprised we don't hear more about juror you know, threats and violence. It just seems like a something that so many people would feel so emotional about, you know? Oh, I'm Luckily, sure there's a don't. lot. Uh, yeah, maybe there's stuff we don't even know. But again, like, they want to sentence this person to death. Yeah. That's just, that's cruel. Yeah, Juror 17 received numerous death threats and required police protection following the mistrial. Doesn't that seem odd? Yeah. That, like, this person's defending a life, so I'm going to kill you kill for you. defending a right, life? Right, that right, right. It's bizarre to me. Finally, on April 13th, 2015, Jody was sentenced to natural life in prison, meaning she'll never be eligible for parole. Travis's sister replied by screaming across the courtroom, burn in hell. In Jody's final plea to the judge, she said, quote, I wish there was something I could do to take it back. The crime was especially cruel, the judge said, quote, it involved substantial planning and preparation. The defendant destroyed evidence and went to great lengths to conceal her involvement. That's true. According to ABC News, Jody's trial cost an estimated three million dollars, which I is unheard of. I can imagine that. Of. I mean, she was yeah. on she alone was on trial for two weeks. Right. She's serving her time behind bars at the Arizona Department of Corrections in Perryville, Arizona. So that's what went. Ha- that's what went down. She's behind bars, but it might interest some people to find out what's gone on with her after, after. she's been sentenced. So we know a little bit. Um, Jody Arias has seventy-one thousand followers on Twitter. Insane. According to ABC, when she was in jail in 2013 during her first trial, she began tweeting through a friend because she didn't have access to a computer. At one point, Jody Arias-related Twitter hashtags occupied seven of the top ten <laughs> trending topics in the United States, and her name was trending worldwide. Quote, it's not just the U.S. that was tweeting about the trial. Jody Arias was also trending worldwide. Her Twitter style could be combative. She seemed to take a jab at a prosecutor's size when she tweeted, quote, those afflicted with little man syndrome taint society's perception of genuinely good men who happen to be vertically challenged, end quote. That sounds like an insult of one of the high figures of authority in the United States as of late. <laughs> I thought coming, the same thing. Coming on that. That's just... 
Yeah. Why are you tweeting this? Yeah, yeah. She also took a jab at the cable network HLN, tweeting, HLN is an acronym for haters love negativity. Again, Good sounds, one, Jody Arias. sounds like somebody we all know in a public in a public uh, office. Let's just put it that way. When news personality Nancy Grace, who loves John, who loves me, yes. accused Jody of giving her the middle finger during the trial, Jody tweeted, actually, Nancy, that finger was for you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Damn. I'm sure Nancy had a great clap back. Oh, for I'm that. sure she did. Yeah. She probably took a video outside. She's like, this is what freedom looks like, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do these Twitter spats, like making fun of someone's size or physical appearance or attacking hmm. the media, sound like anyone else we might we'll know? We'll just leave it there, but 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 what should we know? Well, it's funny because yeah. actually Donald Trump had tweeted about Arias. Oh, interesting. In 2008, Trump tweeted, quote, Jody Arias has st- stated that she follows me on Twitter, so I really hate to be saying that she is guilty, but sadly, she is as guilty as it gets. What? Oh, my God. Can I think they'd pause? make a good couple. They I mean, would make a good couple. Can we? Uh, Melania would be thrilled. She likes She'd be like, please. Men. He likes grabbing women. Yeah, yeah. She likes to be grabbed. Trump, he probably loves a Mormon hole. But yeah. besides that, I really hate to be saying that she's guilty mm-hmm. because she follows, follows me, me on, on Twitter. Twitter. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I don't give a shit who's saying that. Right. What are you doing with your life? Right. He continued to say, quote, Jody should try, but the government should not make a deal. No jury could be dumb enough to let her off. But you never know. Look at OJ and the others. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's probably like emoji, emoji, LOL, LOL, LOL. We need like Martinis and Murder, the after show, yeah. where we talk about politics. To really and dive like in. That. Yeah. According, the lawyers would love that idea. Of course sure. they would. According to a 2016 Daily Mail article, Jody's friend says she's inundated with messages from men and receives marriage proposals on a weekly basis. Oh. Good thing she did her makeup. Yeah, yes, that's true. She has allegedly fallen in love with one of her many admirers and has been planning a wedding behind bars. Oh, I want to mention one thing about her Twitter account. Yeah. So she began selling art on oh, eBay in 2013 with the help of her brother as a way to help with their case expenses. She continues to sell art through her Twitter um, and has a website. And I looked at it and I have what to is say, the art? it's well, I only looked at a couple things. One is like a big eye. Oh, yeah. Matt's pulling it up. For oh, us no here. shit. It's actually good. Well, and she, that's the first I thing say. I say is two cats together. So I'm like kind of in. Yeah. And so I. <laughs> Um, I want to say a pop. Damn. I, I, well, one of them was $600 and I was like, I wanted to ask you, I'm a huge art fan. So I was like actually really interested in this. Would you ever purchase art from someone who is a convicted murderer? Mm, oh. Megan saying yes. Megan Matt, saying would you, yes. Would you spend money on that person? I wouldn't spend money on what I'm looking at because I don't, I, you don't I like personally it. don't think it's very good, but. I can tell. I mean, she she has some talent. Yeah, I'm she does have some talent. It's weird to it's think about, though. But it's, like, weird to think about. I exactly. Think Even if it was, like, a stick figure, wouldn't it be interesting to have something created imaginatively? By, like, Charlie by a, Manson or something. By a serial killer, yeah. Um, like, Ted Bundy's. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. Um, Ted Bundy's <laughs> undies. Um... <laughs> I don't, you don't know. know. I probably wouldn't be so inclined. I mean, given the fact that I don't even eat at like Chick Fil A because they don't support right. gay, I would be. It'd be hard for me to support a convicted murderer right. in their court. Well, especially knowing that the money goes to their. That's court what I'm saying. Case, like their court yeah, fees. Expenses, yeah. That feels weird to mm-hmm. me. But I totally believe that there are fucking people out there who are obsessed with her would buy anything made from her. She could pee on a stick and she could probably (laughs) sell it. If she's getting marriage proposals in prison and people, like, 
it's so weird to yeah. me, but this is common. I mean, we hear totally. about this all the time. Yeah, totally. Um, are you? Would you buy? Like I said, I think it's interesting to have, uh, especially some of the art that might look a little more what's the word, not immature, but kind of youthful or right. in or innocent. You Those know? are actually pretty good yeah. what, from what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she definitely has some talent. So, you know, for me, I just think it would be interesting to be like analyzing what happened on the actual piece of canvas sure. and think like somebody who murdered someone did this. I don't know. I just find it interesting. Maybe I wouldn't buy it, but I would go to the museum. It's interesting oh, yeah, that's that true. she oh was God. a photographer. Remember in, in the first episode yeah. of Chardieria, she was a photographer and she was trying but to she didn't take make it seriously. It. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, maybe it's just interesting if she didn't kill someone, maybe she would have gone a little bit farther. could have had an actual career, career but... maybe, because those, right. I mean, that's not bad. Certainly better than I can do. Um, ceremonies are 15 minutes. That's not saying very much, Darren. Oh. <laughs> you would buy my fucking stick Can figure, I say Mac. one last thing about the art no. before you move on? I once sold... A drip painting art for three hundred dollars. Thank you very much. Excuse me. Trying to was that like a make a wish thing? What What are people buying three hundred dollars worth of your shit for? I love to paint. I'm very bad at it. I will tell you that. I have no so talent. So why is someone spending three hundred dollars? I don't know if I'm a genius. I don't oh. know if I am the next Picasso. I know. But I will say I did a drip painting with a. I don't know if you like you know like a, a Pollock. Like a Pollock exactly, but not like a like a throw. It was like a drip on a canvas. Anyway. And then, like, the shape of, like, vaguely a flower. This is so not martinis and murder, but you guys might want to know about who we are besides, you know, potential serial killers. Um, John's gay, by the way. And my <laughs> happy national he's, coming out he's day. gay. Anyway, so I had it just hanging around in my room because I typically would just put things around. And a friend of a friend was at my apartment one time, and he was like, oh, my God, who did this? I love this painting. I have to have this. Where did you get this? I'll pay you so much money for it. And I was like, oh, I made that in literally 20 seconds one day when I was bored. And he was like, I'm giving you, I'll give you money for it. I want it hanging in my apartment. And wow. I was like, what? And he just gave you $300. He gave me $300 You didn't even it. set a price. I didn't set a price, no. I was like, oh, uh, okay. John, you need to start selling your shit on Martinis and Murder so we can make some money. <laughs> Maybe I'll do some Martinis and Murder inspired artwork. How about that? Can you do it? It'd just be like blood drips, yes. like our awesome glasses from yes, Pick Me Cups. Yes, from Pick Me Cups, yes. I think you should do it and then we should split the pro <laughs> like the profits because I've been encouraging your creative and artistic yes, genius yes. for years. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. For I appreciate years. See that. how I turned? I'm so Jody Arias, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's wrap up Jody Arias here. Ceremonies are 15 minutes at her uh, Arizona prison, and she held in the cafeteria with a few cupcakes for a wedding cake. Honestly, I do the same fucking thing. I don't yeah. want a whole big cake. I love a cupcake. Yeah. Uh, but a prison <laughs> minister admitted rules are often bent for the inmates, and Arias also hopes to have children, although the state bans conjugal visits. Yeah, how would that work? Artificial insemination. I guess people do get pregnant in prisons, don't turkey they? I hadn't even thought that about shit. that. Of course they do. Yeah, turkey based. <laughs> that works. I thought you were going to be like Turkey allows this, as in the no, country. No, it works. But no, you were talking about a turkey. I've talked to star. OBGYNs. It works. Wow. Okay. Um, Jody's Twitter is still active and being updated by a friend. It was last updated after her father's death, actually just recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, September seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. Do you have? Uh, do you have it pulled up? I think we have the picture. There is a picture of herself with her dad, with and her she dad. writes, "Bill Arias, July seventh, nineteen forty nine, to September nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. You are loved and missed." I don't want to like speak on the news and not have it correct, but I believe that she was requesting maybe time away from jail to go to her father. I imagine that would be true. Yeah, I mean, so, clearly close to her father. What are your thoughts about that? If you were the judge, would you give that to her? 
I mean, I I do believe in attending funerals, especially of your parents. This isn't like a fourth distant cousin. You haven't clearly there's connections, especially especially with like blood. I just I I do. I do think that unless you unless you're proven to be a risk or something happened, you know, you just killed another inmate. I'm not saying you should get that. But that's exactly what I was going to say. But if you're on good behavior, I yes. If you're a security risk, no. Otherwise, yes. You're still a human being. Whether or not you're a good human being is beside the point. Mm -hmm. But you're a human being. Um, She posed. So she posted that picture. She also posts links to her art that she sells, as we said. Yeah. So they're not bad. Yeah. So her Twitter's an interesting place. You can check it out. I think it's twitter.com slash Jody Ann Arias. So you can um, go watch it. And right now she's 37 years old. Yeah. So she's got to live out the rest of her life in, in prison. prison. Yeah. Um, we're going to see how that turns out. I'm sure she'll be tweeting soon. I know. Well, that's it for the Jody Arias stuff. Uh, Thanks for suggesting it to all the yes, fans out there. We to wanted the to get to a few listener shout outs. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let me get right into it. Teddy on Twitter says, Matt followed me. I'm internally screaming. Hashtag Matt's. Mattinis. Mattinis and murder. <laughs> Hashtag don't kill me. Yeah. Into it. Just wanted to say a lot of people were. So basically, basically what Matt is doing is I think like maybe the first thousand people that follow Matt, he's going to follow you back. Yeah. So if you're listening after, to the show. That thousand and one? Nope. Nope. Not after that. Hate mail. So a lot of people were actually so excited. I was even seeing it on my Twitter and my Instagram. People were pretty pumped. Uh, I'm very thankful. Thank yes. you to everyone who followed me. Should we it's check and fun. see if there's even an real. update since we uh, started the show? I hope there hasn't been. Um, Just for fun. Hold on. Let me check. Let me check. I was very reluctant to even follow oh, him. Oh, yes. He's had five new followers since we started the uh, show. Yeah. What the fuck? All right, Matt's showing Darren something. Why Matt shows that, I'm going to go to another listener shout-out. Bree on Instagram says, Love martinis and murder so, so, so much. I'm so bummed I don't live in New York unless I would have totally come to the live show keep up the good work cheers bitches thank you so cheers much to Bri. you yeah you're awesome again we had so much fun at caroline's if you're listening and uh you would like us to come to your city let us know on twitter or instagram we would love to just kind of I gather promise not to curse so much <laughs> got the better of me a lot of people responded i think it was fine i think we should just have siri be me siri should be you for the now. live show <laughs> siri is me it's just like a puppet of you siri arius all right I like do you that. also promise not to throw all of pits at me that i can't promise that you can't that promise. With saliva you that said mormon hole to me today i'm pretty sure i can do whatever the fuck i want i will defend matt in this instance you did beat up on him a little bit more than usual at the caroline John, show i thought like all right, we I'm, were a team okay all right I'll you, move on. you're welcome matt uh we'll get to more voicemails on next week's episode we've yes. gotten a few more we're really excited some of them are really funny feel free to call us at 212-664-2072 and leave your questions comments and case suggestions be nice and please be nice of course Um, and that information is in our episode description and follow us on Twitter and Insta Jay Thrasher Carpe Darren Matt is on Instagram stealing our fucking thunder Mm, yeah Uh, Matt underscore the underscore bartender and by the way, if you guys are loving this show and how much fun we're having, can you give us a review on the yes, iTunes store? Yes, please. We like reading them. It would really help us get discovered. We love hearing what you guys have to say. We'll maybe even read it on the show here from time to time. Of course, all of this information, including the voicemail and including our social media handles, can be found on the episode description on your device. Help us. We're poor. Help us. We're poor. We're poor. All right. Well, this was a really fun episode. Thank you, Megan, for joining the show Yes, Megan. This, this sounds so much better. Maybe eventually you'll get a microphone, too, like Matt got this 
this week, you know? We'll or, you know, see how fuck it, it. Just take Matt's. We don't even yeah. want Matt to speak anymore. He spoke a little too much. Um, do I say, Matt, thanks for the blowjob? Blow <laughs> okay. I think we should sign That's off as with far that. As <laughs> you accuse me of crossing the line? Well, it was the only th- it was the last it was the thing I wanted to end the show on. Should we get the president of oxygen in here while you say great. that to sure. my boss? Got yeah, it. let's do Got that. It. Got it. Thanks for the blowjobs, Matt. We'll see you guys on another episode. Cheers. Bye.